Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Breyer, and in this episode, we'll be looking at the conspiracy theory about the resurrection. The resurrection lies at the heart of our faith as Christians. It was the good news that was proclaimed throughout the hills, throughout the countryside. Jesus has overcome death. He's defeated sin and defeated the devil. This is the great news, the good news of the gospel. And so it's no surprise that from the very get-go, there were those who tried to attack the resurrection and show that, no, it actually didn't happen. And so today, when you look at alternative explanations of the facts surrounding Jesus' resurrection, there are, of course, still those who try to disprove the resurrection. Because they rightly point out that if there's no resurrection, there is no Christianity. St. Paul says this in his letters, in his writings. He points out that if there's no resurrection, then empty is our preaching and empty too is our faith. And so as Christians, we have to have good reason to believe in the resurrection. The Gospels present us with the basic fact pattern of this story. That Jesus died on the cross, that he was placed in the tomb, that tomb was found empty, that Jesus was seen alive after his crucifixion by many, many people, and that the disciples came to a sincere belief in the resurrection. These facts have to be explained some way. Christians, we believe that the best way to explain these facts is by pointing to the resurrection. But there are other theories out there, and so in this episode, I'd like to turn to one of them that sometimes is called the conspiracy theory. Basically, this theory proposes that Jesus didn't actually rise from the dead, that somehow his body was removed from the tomb. And what's really interesting is that this theory is not a new one. It actually goes all the way back to scripture itself. And so I'm going to read from the very end of Matthew's gospel. This is right after the resurrection and just before the commissioning, the great commission. Some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had happened. They assembled with the elders and took counsel. Then they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this gets to the ears of the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. This conspiracy theory that the disciples came in the night, stole the body, and then made up this idea of the resurrection seems to be a possible explanation. But Matthew is addressing that in his gospel, saying, nope, this is a made-up story that was given to these soldiers who were on guard. But there are some other problems with the conspiracy theory as well. And so here I'd like to turn to a video. And obviously you won't be able to watch the video because it's a podcast, so I've split the audio from this video. Uh, And this comes from Dr. William Lane Craig and his organization, Reasonable Faith. So I'd like to play this. It addresses the conspiracy theory and some of the problems with this theory. First, the conspiracy theory. According to this view, the disciples faked the resurrection. They stole Jesus' body from the tomb and then lied about seeing Jesus alive, thereby perpetrating the greatest hoax of all time. However, this theory faces overwhelming objections. It's hopelessly anachronistic. It looks at the disciples' situation through the rearview mirror of Christian history instead of from the standpoint of a first-century Jew. Jews had no concept of a Messiah who would be defeated and executed by Israel's enemies, much less rise from the dead. In Jewish thinking, the resurrection of the dead was a general event that takes place only after the end of the world and has no connection at all 
with the Messiah. The conspiracy theory also fails to address the disciples' obvious sincerity. People don't willingly die for something they know is not true. An honest reading of the New Testament makes it clear. These people sincerely believed the message they proclaimed and were willing to die for. For these and other reasons, no scholar defends the conspiracy theory today. Just to give you a little context, this explanation was from a longer video in which four different theories are analyzed, one of them being the conspiracy theory. So I put a link to that video in the show notes. It might be interesting for you to check out uh, if you're interested in, in, in pursuing this further. Now, there is a lot of value in considering this argument because, as Christians, the resurrection is at the foundation. If we don't have good reason to believe in the resurrection, then everything else falls apart. And so as Christians, we have to be confident in the resurrection. So it's worth our time to study, to consider, to pray about the resurrection. That's why Easter is such a beautiful time, not only to think about the theological ramifications, but about the historical nature of the resurrection. This really unfolded. In addition to this video, and of course looking at the scriptural evidence that we have, which is plentiful, I would also recommend another video. There's a movie that's called Risen, and it's a full-length movie that builds on the biblical story, but it presents a character, a Roman character, who essentially is going to explore the question of whether Jesus really rose from the dead. It's a fascinating look, and I think provides some really good insights into what probably happened in the immediate aftermath of Jesus' resurrection. So again, it's called Risen, and it's uh, definitely worth your time. It's, it was released about five years ago, and it's just a really well-done movie. As Christians, the resurrection is at the heart of it all for us. God defeated death through the resurrection. Alleluia. Let's celebrate that.